0: Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. Hey, Slay family. I just wanted to let you in on what we're doing this episode. This is part two to a phenomenal conversation we're having about generational wealth, also about real estate and how to own your own properties and to think about tenants and all of those wonderful things that help grow your money. Listen, if you have been blessed by these podcasts of The couples who have come on, please leave a review. We're going to get right into where John left off on our last podcast. I want you to listen really closely. You may need to take out your notebook because every nugget is powerful and you can take it and you can use it in your own life and share it with somebody else. Share this podcast with someone else. Don't hold on to this information by yourself. All right. We will go right into John and Ashley Lewis. Hey Slay family, are you ready to slay your giant, conquer your fears, and pivot into your future? The time is now for you to be all God has created you to be. It will take intentionality, reflection, and movement. Are you ready to do the work to win? My guest and I are ready to speak life and purpose into you. Well, let's get to it, giant players. Money
1: is- and if you do that again over time you'll see again that you know putting that money into other assets or it, you'll start to see oh because again when you move out of that you have now you have two units cash flow right and again continues to do that over the years and years and years you'll you'll start a little pile up a small portfolio right that can pay you enough passive income And i say passive because it's never passive real estate but Somewhat less less active income um, over time and you can notice again you can retire pretty early depending on you know where you live your location and cost of
0: excellent um one of the things I wanted to kind of go back to was you mentioned that you do short term um renting so as someone who has um been a landlord in the past um <laughs> <laughs> There are some highs and lows yeah. <laughs> to renting. Um, I have a story to tell. But I'm not gonna tell it right now. But <laughs> I've been delivered.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, it can be a challenging thing um when you're dealing with um tenants and um you know, making sure that they're paying their rent, making sure they're taking care of the property, um, and just trying to maintain the property and all of that. Um, I had a challenging time. I I rented for a little while, and um, I'm planning to get back into it, you know, y'all giving me a little hope, but can you tell us a little bit about the short-term renting so that our listeners can can hear more about that and, and how we can do that?
2: Yeah, so again, short-term rentals wasn't on our radar when we first purchased this property. Um, We found out about it, basically John's cousin. She heard about fire, right, through John, and then she decided to buy a duplex around the corner from us. The duplex that she purchased was already running as an Airbnb. Yeah,
1: so my first cousin, she literally moved from Oakland. During the pandemic, when I told her about fire, I told her what we you know we're doing, I told her, Hey, Jacksonville is a great market to do it. She literally moved from Oakland, bought this property. It happened to be again a short term rental. And it opened our eyes to, oh, I mean, location wise, I, I I mean, I did my research as far as I, can. I know we're very close to Jaguar Stadium. We're in Jacksonville, if I if we didn't mention that. Um, you know, there's a lot of amenities around, a lot of cool things happening. But again, I that we didn't realize how much income this was making until my cousin trying to, to opened their eyes to it. So initially we were thinking, okay, well, we would cover a majority of the mortgage, right? Um, and then once we found out about Airbnb, it was always, oh, we can literally cover all of the mortgage <laughs> plus some um, every month by doing this. Um, so how we got started again, we had somewhat of a, a cheat code from our cousin, or my cousin, um, and then we just did our research as far as uh, ways to, you know, obviously, the, the. I think the benefit of short-term rentals is you get control of your property, you know, most of the time how, you know, someone's treating it, because you know guests coming in and out, um, to your point, Ashley, where it's like, it seems like you have, like, a story in, in the past where it was just a nightmare, we actually had that, we had a, yes. a,
0: <laughs> a literal nightmare, yes, yeah. yes,
1: that's not uncommon with most landlords. It's not, not a, it's not an easy game. Right. But I think obviously if you're staying, you know, focused on your goal, you kind of, you know, they're, they're, you know, it's highs and lows. Right. But again, we, we like the short-term strategy. Uh, I know some people criticize it, you know um, but again, it works for us because again, we have control of our property. We know how it's being taken care of. Um, Ashley is a, phenomenal master designer like her eye for you know decor design is unmatched um and it works because i'm good with you know systems and that's that's a big part of obviously having a short-term rental business is your systems in place um uh you know just to keep the business running because it is a business right um so again it works for us and since then we've you know, continue to purchase in our investment properties, doing the same strategy as far as short term rentals. Um, which again, once actually shows are handled, I think uh, at the end of the show, you can kind of just see some
0: of you know, you know. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, although re- when renting has its challenges, there are major benefits to it, and especially to short term um, renting. I've been doing my research on it. So, absolutely. Um, looking to look at their Instagram and follow along with their journey because they, they have a lot of different things that they do to save money. And I guess my next question would be like, what advice would you give to a couple um, who is interested in joining this FIRE journey?
1: Um, I would just say prepare. I mean, honestly, the first step to me is just really just literally look at your bank statement after the end of the month, start at the end of the start the next month and say hey how much money are we bringing in how much money are we going out you it's it's uncomfortable right um i think (laughs) different couples or spouses have different ways of looking at money we're
2: so really the first step is to have a meeting of the minds i think John has learned how to deal with me so well that he doesn't even think about it the first step, but it was really, he had, you have to get your partner on board, right? And you have to um, come to an agreement which could take compromise, right? About um, one, well, first, what the vision for your family is, right? Um, and then how to Align your financial goals with that vision, you really have to get on the same page um, or else it, it just won't work one person doing fire and the other one not is not fire, you know, <laughs> as a couple. Um, and so I think um, john again his leadership. Um, he knows what works for me and how to get me on the same page and then we talk things out. Um, but I, I think that's truly um, probably the biggest um, thing is having a meeting of the minds and coming into agreement about um, how you're going to go forward or move forward with fire.
1: Right, and I guess to Ashley's point, the second step we okay, just really just dig into your accounts, see how much money is coming in, how much money is coming out. We'll you know look at truly look at. You know ways you can cut down um, again we're not the look at every you know every single penny going out of the door kind of fire um, people but for us it's more like again do you really need another hoodie John right <laughs> uh, you know how you know basically breaking down how how again and, and it some people will break down how much that cost you to buy that hoodie right? So that some people say, hey, that hoodie cost me maybe three hours out of my life. Right. And is it really worth it? Right. So, again, it's just I think that that second step is just really look at your finances with a heavy, uh, you know, heavy uh, focus and microscopic kind of focus and just say, hey, does this really make sense that we're doing this? I mean, you'll be surprised. I think for us when that meeting, when we sat down, and looked at our finances, we were like, how many subscriptions do we have? And and do I even, wa- do I have enough time to look at this? Or, um, you know, why are we?
0: That's where they get you with those subscriptions. Because they're like, 21 days free. And then you forget on the 22nd day that you need to cancel it. Yeah. So now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. And again, subscriptions are not, they're not the really big, large items that, you know, may change your whole life. But again, it adds up. And again, we looked at ways food, yeah, food was a big one for us. It was like, hey, you know, we, okay, we grew up, we're big families. Actually, you know, you guys have a nice family size too. Um, But again, we grew up, my parents cooked every meal. Uh, So when I got older, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm living life. (laughs) You know, I'm good to, you know, enjoy myself. And for us, it was really like, no. My parents were on to something like this is a smart way of living um you know not health-wise too right so
0: they 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 got it they knew they knew what they were doing when they were cooking those home cooked meals you was gonna eat those home cooked meals they wasn't making no separate meal. but anyway (laughs) right i digress digress. (laughs) yeah so again
1: food was a big one for us so it was like literally like okay here's our food budget per month we obviously I think at one point we were saying we would eat out once a week um and honestly the pandemic helped us a lot because wasn't really a lot of going out anyways but um for us again we did like okay we're gonna eat most of our food at home and then again we'll eat out um you know maybe you know once a week it works for us um yeah you know there are some people who will literally go down to i will not eat out maybe once a month that doesn't necessarily work for us. We were like, okay, that one time a week, whatever it is, that meal, we want to just again, um, you know, cherish it and, you know, get some family time out of it as well. So, um, again, I think food and housing are probably most people's largest expenses. Um, so if you can find a ways to cut on those two line items, you'll be surprised how much extra income you have.
2: Right, and again it goes back to just getting on the same page with your partner right about what you guys can agree excuse me what you guys getting on the same page with your partner you know to determine what you guys can like compromise on right if you have one partner um, if your spouse likes to eat out every night and you are good with once a month maybe you guys come to an agreement on once a week, a couple times a week, or something like that, right? It's all about just um, really coming, um, coming to an agreement on what you what you can commit to as a couple, um, and it, it absolutely can't be one sided in order for it to work. You really have to be on the same page.
1: Yeah, and I'll give you a more I think more realistic example for people like coffee, right? Um, we were spending a ton of money at Starbucks.
0: Um, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We were doing well. We were doing so good.
1: And again, listen, I'm not telling anybody, hey, don't get your coffee. But again, we figured out ways to do, like, I'm a white chocolate mocha person. I literally found a recipe online to do literally the same thing at a fraction of the cost. Um, so again, things like that. It's like, you know, you, you get a Starbucks and hey, I, I got one recently. It, it's gone up. Like I got a grande something. It was like six bucks. I'm like, sheesh. But again, you do that every day. That's six times 30. You know, that's already $180, $180 yep. times 12, right? That's a good chunk of change that you could be used again. That could be money for a vacation, right? That's something you would actually value or- An experience. Right. And again, exactly. I think fire, again, is just really about, OK, I have this amount of money. What is I? What do I really value? Right. Um, and, you know, that's a good example. I think of the Starbucks example of how much money we were spending on, you know, food and, and food and drinks.
0: That's awesome. Thank you guys for sharing that. Um, I think that this is. Um, So this is some amazing tools that you've given our audience. Um, And what I heard in the process of what you're saying, because both of you are preacher's kids. um, And so, you know, we have that foundation of um, our faith, um, our faith in God. And, you know, I, I heard, you know, you mentioned stewardship and we're called to be stewards of what God has given us and not to be wasteful. Um, but to be wise, because, it, you know, when we look through the Bible, we see Abraham and we see all of these great people um, that, you know, God said that, that Abraham was going to be a father of many nations. But he had to steward that. And then also the important thing, I think, with Abraham is that he was able to see those many nations or those generations were able to survive um, because of generational wealth and the inheritance that was left. Um, and I think it's so important that, you know, we we preach, you know, tithe, we preach stewardship, but you have given us a practical way, although it's through fire, um, but you're doing it, um, a practical way in which we can um, get to that point of generational wealth, because I believe that um, Lewis's many years from now will benefit from your sacrifice of um you know what you're doing right now and i think this is powerful and you have a son who is now a part of what you're doing and this is only going to help him have that right financial mindset because i often find that in families we don't have these kinds of money conversations so you know you get into a marriage and you know you one person has their financial perspective of maybe spending and the other one may be more frugal and then you Bring those two together, and then you kind of figure out what's going to work for your marriage. But I find that a lot of people do not have financial conversations in their home. Parents aren't talking about credit card debt, aren't talking about student loan debt, um, because you're right. Um, I believe John, you said it earlier. Uh, you graduate from college, you, you you know you get this great job, but you know you got to know how to manage what you have. And um, so I think this is a powerful tool. But Ashley, you mentioned something else earlier, too. You said something about being able to have the time for one another. And that's powerful. So that Sabbath, you know, making sure that you're able to have that time of rest and then also the stewardship part. So I hear teamwork, I hear vision, I hear partnership, um, and this is just powerful. And I hope that the couples who are listening can latch on to what you're saying and start to create um, their own vision for their family, and the future generations um, ahead. How important is generational wealth to you guys? If you want to say. Oh, that. sure, sure. for so
2: you. Oh, um, it's extremely important. Um, not And when I say generational wealth, and when you see me mention it online, it's not important for just m- for my son, but also for me to share that with um, other People of color, um, because I I feel like it is a, a God given journey um, to not only inspire um, us but to also show us what we what we can be what can be done. Um, like it's it's extremely important to me that we close the black wealth gap. Um, Like, that's just a passion of mine. I want to be um, who I needed growing up, who Ashley needed um, growing up, a mentor. I find that it's often hard for us to be what we don't see, you know? Um, And so, if I can be that for someone else, um, if I can be a mentor for someone else, not just Harlem, right? Because he's gonna get it by default because he's growing up in our home. Um, but if I can help um, other black families create that generational wealth, that's extremely um, near and dear to my heart too.
1: Yeah, what I actually said is basically my same vision as well. Um, I want Harlem to have options, right? Um, I want Harlem's kids to have options. Their kids to have options. Um, and again, I think that's why we place the importance on you know starting it now. Um, and also teaching him the fundamentals so that he can continue that legacy. Uh, my dad always used to say, each round should go higher. Um, you know, so, you know, actually, you you know, obviously your parents, you got some P- Caribbean background. Um, same thing, my, my parents, um, they came here uh, with the opportunity trying to make a better life for themselves. Um, and then again, he always said, each round should go higher. So that's what we're trying to instill in Harlem and that he can instill in his kids that, again, um, take what we have, 10X it, right? They 10X that. And then again, we have that kind of wealth that actually said where we're closing um, the wealth gap. And um something she said too
2: about options, right? It's about having freedom um, to pursue God-given purpose. I feel like a lot of us are stuck on jobs and we, um, we don't have to, you know. Um, so it's really about freedom, having the option to like actually pursue what you're passionate about instead of, like I am right now, sometimes some days giving twelve hours to a job that's not, you know, where I'm actually producing my God-given gifts. And that's obviously that's not everybody. Um, there's a lot of people who are regular nine-to-fivers that are. When to say one that and something's not like, but some people that's their purpose, right? They're walking in their purpose, but I feel like they're you know, we are supposed to be doing other things, that we don't have um to roles because of our finances, we're tied to Um, jobs because we don't have our finances in order and we have to pay back student loans or we have um, debt from our 20s because we were spending crazy.
0: Absolutely. Um, And one of the things I thought about when you said that, talking about um, bridging that Black wealth gap is... You know, when we get wealthy, the first thing we like to do is buy the shiniest, nicest big car or the biggest house because we got to show off to our family that we made it. Right. Right. But you have to have just as much satisfaction with what's in the bank, you know, and you can live, but live in moderation, whereas you're enjoying life. You're enjoying the finer things of life. But at the same time, you don't have to stop for all of them. (laughs) Uh, right, half those people don't even know you and they're not going to be with you when it's time to pay those bills so you know we are big on stunting and flossing and having the shiniest and having the latest of whatnot but freedom is you know living in that space of like knowing where your means are um and not overdoing it so that that is um powerful that you mentioned that um, and, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys talking about that generational wealth of being able to pass that on to the next generation. And then you've already passed it on because I, I heard that your family member, yeah. um, you said, has already picked up on, OK, this is the way to go, um, which is powerful. And I know that some of my l- listeners are working to be debt free, um, working, you know, to uh, be the lender and not the borrower, because <laughs> um, Sally Mae had us all like, oh, just you know, sign (laughs) off on this loan and not understanding that eventually you're gonna have to pay that back. Um and so, you know, I I think there's power in the way you guys are doing it. And I think that it's it frees you up to do so many other things and some kingdom things, right? You're able to give more um when you have that financial freedom to do that.
2: Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: not
1: even just financial, like time wise as well. Like, you know, when you have options, we can take off a month to go, you know, to...
0: Come on, somebody. I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes.
1: I'm going to research this
0: tonight. I promise.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, again, um, I, even us options. And again, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, 65 when I'm finally done working. I, I want to do it when I'm young, where I'm still... I mean, 65 is relatively young, but um, I, I want to do it when I'm still fresh and I can move around and I want to be able to hey I can take off for Harlem's sporting event right um, I want to be able to say hey my parents need me I can just take off two months right so again it's just just trying to live a different way um, we're all so American dream and I get it um, but when you start to dig into the American dream you realize that it's not it's it's a lot of marketing um you know it's like you know buy this um go in debt to buy it right um it's not like you know delayed gratification at all um it's just like you want something go get it no matter if it's you got to borrow to get it um and it is like you said actually like flaunting for you know other people and it's like you know what why right and again I, I'm not, a, I'm not I'm not being on like labels per se, but you know, there are certain nice things that I've used to, I want to probably acquire right as a goal. Right. But it's like, we, 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 we have this dream of let's go and get all these labels on our bodies that these companies don't even like us per se. Um, just to show, yes,
0: very true.
1: Right. Just to show our family or even enemies, right. People you don't yeah, even like
0: right. that yeah.
1: oh, I got it, you know? And again, um, it's just A different way of fire just gives you a different perspective, different way of living. Um, It shows you the value of time. It shows you the value of family and how you can, again, you know, manifest a new life.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for all that you have given us tonight. This has been very fruitful and powerful. Um, Can you tell us how do we keep in touch with you? How do we follow you? How do we stay along with you on this journey? Um, Because we want to know. We want to see what you're doing.
2: Oh, sure. So, um, I'm really only on Instagram right now. Um, and you can find me at the Ashley Nicole, um, T H E A S H L E Y N Y C O L E. Um, and that's my Instagram handle.
1: I'm not super active. So just follow Ashley, follow her page. Cause I rarely post, um, but again, we will be probably putting together a, a combined page at some point. But for now, just follow Ashley and her page. She's super, super creative. And again, our videos are short, but they provide like a perspective of how to get started, in real estate, how to get started with Airbnb's, decor, design, a lot of DIY stuff. And then overall, just, you know, our family life. So follow Ashley.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This was great. I appreciate you. And I pray that you guys continue to just buy up as much real estate as possible so that you can also be a testimony to us and our generation that you can do it. and You can live free. Um, And I'm praying for many, many years of happiness and success for you guys. Thank you for joining us. Slay the Giant family. I know that you had an awesome time with this. Leave a review for us. And until next time. We'll see you Slay your Giants and conquer your fears. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Slay the Giant Podcast. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts. Also, please email us at slaythegiantpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again. See ya.